Shalom and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Shifman. The recaps from Maseches Kedushin, Dafyomi, are being sponsored by my good friend, Mordechai Weinschneider. May our learning be a schus for him, Mordechai by Miriam Rivka, and may he only see bracha and atzlacha in his life. Now on to the episode. Today's daf Maseches Kedushin is daf Lametes 39, we're beginning eight lines from the top of Lamitesa Mid Aleph. We're going to have four sections in today's daf. Now, we left, finished off yesterday discussing Arla and Suffolk Arla and Chutzlaret. So, today the Gemara picks up and tells us that there is a machlokis in practice. According to the Kharifa de Pumpadisa, in the name of Rabbi the Tana, there's no mitzvah of Arla and Chutzlaret at all. And other rabbis were more makbid on Arla abuse, so they used to actually make certain takanas against people that were just uh, lenient about it in general. Now, even according to Rabbi Yochanan, who says Arla is halacha l'moshu misinai, a suffix Arla would be mutter, because that was exactly what the halacha l'moshu misinai actually stated. Okay, moving on to the next section now. The Gemara tells us, Kilayim... Let's discuss kilayim now in chutzlarts. And really what emerges here is there's three types of levels. When it comes to grafting trees in chutzlarts, it's asramidai raisa, based on a pasuk that compares mating different species of animals with grafting trees, which was asr to b'nei noach, even in chutzlarts. In a vineyard, means when you're dealing with seeds mixed in a vineyard in chutzlarts, so that would be asramidra banan. But if it's just regular seed, it's not necessarily asr at all. There is some debate about this, but it seems like it wouldn't be asr even Midrabanan. Turn to Lama Tesmud Beis now. The Gemara tells us now a sugya discussing reward and punishments in the next world and, and this world. So the Mishnah says if somebody does one mitzvah, so he's rewarded in this world and the next. If you don't, you're not rewarded in the next, this world and the next. Correct the Gemara, but we have a Mishnah in Peya that implies there's only specific mitzvahs that get this idea of this world and the next world reward. So the Gemara answers our Mishnah means where one pers- a person has one mitzvah more than his Averos. So then he gets rewarded in this world and the next. The Mishnah in Peya means if it's 50 50 and one of the mitzvahs is those special mitzvahs, Kibbut Aveim, Milos Chasadim, etc., so then it will tip the scale in his favor. Asks the Gemara, but the Brisa seems to say the exact opposite of our Mishnah, that if a person has more mitzvahs, actually gets punished to cleanse his Averis in his mitzvahs, his Averis in this world, and vice versa, if he has more Averis, then he gets rewarded to pay him up for his mitzvahs in this world, so he gets punished in the next. So the Gemara gives to Terutzim. Abayi says, that's really what our Mishnah means. When it says metivin in our Mishnah means they prepare him for a good day, meaning by punishing him in this world, he's going to get rewarded in the next, and by punish, and by rewarding him in this world, he's going to get punished in the next. That's really what it means, metivin in our Mishnah, is he'll get punished here, so he gets ultimately good reward in the next. Abayi says, Rava says a second terrace, which is really our Mishnah can stay as it is, but the Brisa that says that there's no reward. It's like Rabbi Yaakov who holds schar mitzvah by Malaika. There's no reward in this world for mitzvahs. And because he saw an incident where a kid went to do the mitzvah of kibbutz Avaim and Shiloh HaKen, when he was coming back, he fell and died. So therefore, he deduced that there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world. Based on that, our Brisa says, actually, you're not going to be rewarded in this world, even if you have one more mitzvah. You'll just get punished for Yaveris, and then the next world will get rewarded. But our mission doesn't seem to hold this way. The Gemara just finishes off this point by saying, Acher, who was Elisha ben Avuya, the grandfather of Yaakov, didn't expound reward in the Torah that way. And because of that, he went off the derech, either when he saw a similar story to the one I just mentioned, the kid went up to do those two mitzvahs and he ended up dying, or he saw the tongue of Chutzpah, the translator, being dragged by a pig. He said, how could it be a tongue 
that expounded such wonderful words of Torah nonetheless ends up in such a terrible way. Now, he didn't expound the, the psukim when it, say, it says reward, etc. He should have, and then he wouldn't have gone off the derech, says the Gemara. Now the final point, the fourth point of the day, the Gemara tells us now, bottom of Lama Testament Beis, the Gemara tells us a series of stories, which we'll really get to more of them tomorrow, where a person was Moser Nefesh and was protected because of that. The Gemara tells us that if you refrain from proposed sin, so it's like performing a mitzvah. And actually, there's going to be a reward by being protected. There was a story with Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa, where a certain lady, Bar Papi, excuse me, where a certain lady, a Roman noblewoman, proposed to do Avera with him. And in order to prevent this from happening, he hid in a bathhouse which had a very dangerous mazik in it. And the story went, turning to Memmud Aleph, that he was protected by two officers of the Caesar. I don't think it actually meant those, or if it was really. Malachim uh, from Hashem, but either way, a miracle happened that he was protected and he wasn't damaged by that mazik because he was Moser Nefesh not to do Avera with this woman who proposed sin with him. We're stopping the top of Mem Muralf. We'll continue on with similar stories tomorrow with Daf Mem. In the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.